People come back to be buried in the ground that's part of their roots. Most people want to go back to where they, where they began, the, the place where they began from literally from the ground up, you know. Hello and welcome to the final episode of Stories from a Living Graveyard, a podcast series created by myself, Finn DeWire, and Damien Shields, host of the Forgotten Irish podcast. This series tells the story of Previn Cemetery in County Wicklow, and in this podcast, the final episode, we're looking towards the recent past, the present and the future of the cemetery. We'll be discussing the very personal relationships the local community have developed with this site as they add their own chapters to its centuries-long history. As we'll discover, Preben Cemetery is a place where people can remember those who have gone before. But it's also more than that. It acts as a community focal point, a place where they can commemorate their past and come together to take pride in their shared heritage. Its enduring presence has been and has become a constant in many of their lives and it's a presence that they are determined to safeguard for future generations. This podcast series has been produced in association with the Preben Graveyard Committee and the Heritage Office of Wicklow County Council. Damien and I would like to thank the Heritage Council and Wicklow County Council for their work in revealing the hidden heritage of Preben Graveyard. At the beginning of this episode, we heard from the former parish priest of the area, Father Hamill, as he offered his thoughts as to why people choose locations like Preben as their final resting place. We also asked Jack Lynch, who played a major role in the work of the Preben Graveyard Committee, about his links to the burial ground and what the improvement in accessibility meant to him. The, the, the priest used to stand somewhere there where that altar has been built in, in only two years ago. Brilliant job. Uh, the priest used to stand there and say Mass. And then, but he wasn't able to go in the middle there to bless the stones. He just blessed the headstones that were around the periphery of the graveyard. But he wasn't able to get in there in July. We usually bring up about 40 chairs and put them in front of the altar. And the priest says Mass and he's able to go around and bless all the graves now. That's which is a real bonus. Yeah. That's an amazing outcome to have out of all the work that you've put in here. Oh, it is. It's a great outcome. It's and, a great outcome. And do you, like, is, I presume now that you've completed the work, it's still a site that you can come up to and enjoy, is it? Oh, we do. And indeed, there's a chap, Joe Kelly lives right across the road from the graveyard. And he comes with his lawnmower every now and again, and mows the grass. So it's a pleasure to come into it, actually. And uh, we come into it regularly because a lot of family members, a lot of my wife's family members are here. There, there's four graves with my wife's relations in us all across here, Dev Rose and Fitzgerald. And uh, we're regular visitors to it. This event that Jack referenced, the Blessing of the Graves, is an important one in Catholic cemeteries around Ireland. We asked Dr Louise Nugent, an expert on medieval and post-medieval pilgrimage and religious practice, to tell us more about this annual ceremony in Preben. So the Blessing of the Graves is a tradition that's very strong in, in Ireland, particularly in rural Ireland, where at a certain day during the year, usually in the summer, um, the local community will have a mass in the graveyard uh, and everybody will attend. And in the run-up to that, people will attend to their own family's graves, they'll put flowers on them, they'll do weeding, they'll, you know, clean the headstones. So they make an effort to to get the the graves in order and to to make them nice. 
Um, and then there usually these masses occur in the evening or on a Sunday afternoon. So the mass happens and then the priest will bless the graves. So it, it's a it's a lovely kind of community event. And a way that everybody can remember the dead and, and it ties them all. It in, is, in, it in is. And, and to be with with um, with their, their local community, but also the community that was there before them and family members that are no longer there. As well as being a site where locals can remember and celebrate those that have gone before, in recent decades, Preben has also provided a focal point for major commemorative events in the area. This has led to some of the most noted figures in 20th century Irish life crossing the threshold of the small Wicklow graveyard. One of the best remembered of these events occurred on the 19th of June 1960 when dignitaries converged on Preben and nearby Ballinglen Bridge to remember the deaths of a number of Wicklow United Irishmen who had been killed there in 1798, a story we recounted in episode 4 of this series. At least three of these unfortunate men, including brothers Patrick and Philip Lacey, are today buried at Preben. The 1960 commemoration has lived long in local memory. We were joined by Paddy O'Toole, the proprietor of nearby Ballybeg House, who witnessed this event as a boy and told us something of those who were there. When the Taoiseach of the day, Sean Lamass, and other leading dignitaries of the time, including Sean McBride, you may have heard of him, his mother was Maud Gunn, and John McBride was his father, who was um, executed in 1916. He was chairman of Amnesty, a very famous man. So he was here. You had uh, Robert Barton came for, the, for that great commemorative day. Robert Barton was a signatory of the treaty. And other leading dignitaries all converged. It was organised by all sections of the community on that day. All sections of the community came together all different classes and creeds to commemorate the, um, the frightful atrocity that took place under the bridge. And in, indeed, under the bridge of Banning Den, which is only a couple of miles down the road. The interesting thing about it was they organised it. It took months and months to organise. I think there were 10 different committees. There was a pageant committee. There was a road traffic marshalling committee. There was a platform committee. There was a graveyard committee, a finance committee, a marquee committee. Committees for every day of the week and more. And what's more, nearly everyone around here was either a chairman, a secretary, or a vice chairman, or a treasurer. So literally everyone in the community had a significant role to play. The 1798 rebellion had been a catastrophic event in this part of Ireland. We asked Paddy how this particular incident at Ballin Glen had come to be remembered in 1960. We learned that it owed its origins perhaps not surprisingly in Ireland, to a conversation one night in a local pub. It actually started, my father was a local school teacher and he was a local historian as well. And actually, as all good things start, this started in the local pub in Dyes of Balling Glen. And I think there was a fellow there called Jack Welsh, God be good to him, said, yes, there's never a good day around here. And my father says, you want a good day? He says, we can make a good day. And he said, all we have to do is to find the burial place of the Lacey brothers. And that, uh, was, their, their story was well known, but no one knew where they were buried. So he said, if you come up with me, Jack, we'll go into Preben and we'll try and find this grave. If we can find the grave, we can have a day. And basically, that was the origins of it. But I suppose, in, in, in a more serious way, it does show 
the importance of our heritage, the importance of our history. Paddy's father was instrumental in rediscovering the grave of the Lacey brothers at Preben. And it was this that became the cornerstone of their 1960 commemorations. As a seven-year-old, Paddy had been there at the moment they uncovered it. We asked him what that was like and just how challenging they'd found the task, given the overgrown nature of the cemetery before the work of the Preben Graveyard Committee. So I remember, and now I would have been seven years of age in 1960, and I remember coming up here, nettles, briars, brambles, it was totally and absolutely overgrown. And uh, it, was, it was a eureka moment when, when, oh, here it is, here lies the bodies of Philip and Patrick Lacey, and then the date was very significant, and the 21st of June or whatever. Paddy next told us what happened when the Memorial Day finally arrived and of the types of groups that filed into Preben Cemetery to pay their respects at the Lacey Brothers' grave. Oh, I, I remember the day very well. First of all, you had Mass in Kilavini, uh, Canon Darcy, or Father Darcy as he was at the time, and he prayed for a fine day. Well, he prayed so well and his prayers were heard so well that the hottest day that ever came in 1960 came on that day and I think a lot of people who would have come to Ballinglen went to the seaside so, so that's why there's a lot of souvenir brochures left over which I have still have in my possession but uh, it, was, it was a very very great day and it started uh, here in this graveyard at 2 o'clock when um, uh, the Irish Army the modern day Irish Army, the FCA uh, and indeed the uh, what was left of the um, Dublin Brigade of the old IRA. They all came down here and the uh, 21-gun salute and then the um, last post and all the rest of it. And there was an oration given over their grave as well. Like they marched on then with bands from Dublin, Wicklow, Carlow and Wexford right down the road. And at three o'clock, they, they arrived at the bridge in Ballinglen where the T-shirt and the other dignitaries were waiting for them. And then they unveiled following lots of speeches and all the rest of it, they unveiled the, um, the plaque that is there to them. And after that, there was a pageant, a pageant representing different periods in Irish history. Vivian Ferguson, remember, she was Anne Devlin, some, and then some other local lady, she was Sarah Curran. Then I think you had Jim Robinson, who was Parnell, I think, or Daniel O'Connell. Someone else, Daniel O'Connell. So you have all the great figures, and the figures from 1916, they were all represented. They were in period uniform. Then you had the yeomanry as well on horses and all the rest of the horseback and dressed up as yeomanry. And, and then you had the reenactment of, of the shooting of the Lacey brothers under the bridge. And I do remember, I think, um, I'm sure it was Billy Kavanagh from Ration Moore, who as a direct descendant, was a direct descendant of the Lacey brothers, and he, was, he played one of the brothers being shot under the bridge, you know. Right. So it was, it was an incredibly good day, and it was an incredibly um, interesting and enjoyable day. And while lots went to the seaside, very large crowds came. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people came. You know, it was a great day and it went down in the annals of the sort of local history of Valley Glen. And for many years afterwards, um, there would be a little oration on the gra- at the grave of the Lacey brothers for many, many years. And um, they, they just came back to pay their respects to them. I remember Jim Sweeney was the chairman of the grave committee and he insisted, as long as he was alive, to have a little commemorative ceremony here. In 1998, almost 40 years on from the 1960 event, Preben once again became a focal point for major figures as the 200th anniversary of the 1798 rebellion arrived. 
those who had witnessed the 1960 commemoration as children now held the responsibility of organising a similar event for their own generation. Jack Lynch tells of that occasion which saw the President of Ireland arrive in the locality. And in 1998, on Uchtaran, Mary McAleese came and she unveiled a second stone. It was the 200th anniversary. And there's a huge celebration at that time as well. And Patrick Walsh, whose family had the post office in Ballaghlan, right opposite the bridge, he's there, he has an album of the time when Mary McAleese unveiled the stone in 1998. The Archbishop of Dublin came and he claims relationship with the, uh, with the Lacey brothers and he was there with Uchtaran. Preben is more than just a cemetery, more than just a place to remember history. It forms a part of the identity of the people who call this little part of Wicklow their home. This was captured for us by Yvonne Whitty, the archaeologists whose efforts were instrumental in seeing this project undertaken at Preben. Yvonne's interest here goes far beyond just a professional, because this is where Yvonne grew up and Preben has been a part of her life for nearly as long as she can remember. She shared with us her first memory of this very special place. My first memory is running really, really fast, past it, because our neighbours, Carties, lived up the, up the hill from us and when the laneway, the existing laneway, in order to get to our house, we had to go up a laneway and the laneway actually preserves the outer enclosure of the church site. And when, when, we had to, when you were going up to their house, you knew that there was a certain part that was actually, that the graveyard was in on that. So we used to run past it because we were afraid of the ghosts and everyone that was in here. And then when we got a bit braver, then we'd come in and kind of play on the headstones and stand on them and <laughs> probably not do, you know, not the best really. But yeah, yeah, definitely being afraid of it and hearing a lot of folklore and stories. Given Yvonne's intimate ties to Preben, we wondered what it meant to her to be able to work on the site and with her local community. It was completely unplanned, really. I mean, when you're working away, you're working all over the country and you're, you know, you're away from things. So, like, to come back and to be able to work on it, it's just a magnetic quality. I, like, we haven't been able to leave it and the graveyard just keeps giving with more and more information and more stories and... You know, it just, it's incredible, yeah, to be able to, I suppose, give back and share the knowledge. I I would have garnered over the years and worked with a brilliant team and a brilliant group. That's the other thing. Like, I mean, none of this wouldn't have, would have been possible without having a really good group on board, without having the support of Deirdre Burns, the Heritage Officer, Chris Corlett. None of this would have been possible, but it's been a huge community effort and really, I think we've done a great service. Now people, they know there's something gone on here. It starts maybe with people researching a the grave, they come here, then they might then they're usually sent down to Jack Lynch who knows the graves inside out and then when they come here they're told about the history of it and the archaeology and definitely the films that we made made it accessible to people. The work of the Preben Graveyard Committee has been extraordinarily successful in reclaiming this beautiful site. It demonstrates what is achievable when local communities and heritage professionals combine to explore the sites and the stories of the past. We asked Yvonne what she felt others with similar ambitions might learn from their project. The story of Preben Graveyard is the story of every graveyard that's been left, let over, grow. And I think it, they're completely neglected part of our history, you know, and there's a huge potential there, even from a local tourism point of view, where now they're made accessible so people can actually visit them. 
and we've a record of what's here. So like there's a huge potential and a huge spin off there as well. And I suppose the more cleanups are done and the done properly, the more of our heritage that is protected and that the more of a spin-off there is in terms of local tourism and that also. But it's only possible if they're maintained and if they're cleaned and if they're recorded. The efforts of the Preben Graveyard Committee, with the support of Wicklow County Council and the Heritage Council, have helped to restore this captivating site's rightful place in the heritage landscape of South Wicklow. Their hard work and responsible approach have transformed this graveyard into a location to be explored and enjoyed by locals and visitors alike. It also afforded Finn and I a wonderful opportunity to examine its stories, meet its people and tell its tales. We hope you've enjoyed the journey as much as we have. For anyone keen to visit Preben Graveyard, you can find it midway between the towns of Tinnahili and Ockram in County Wicklow, not far from the Bridge of Ballin Glen where the Lacey brothers met their end in 1798. The entrance avenue for the graveyard can be found directly opposite St John's Church of Ireland, which is situated in Tom Coyle town land. If you are interested in emulating the work of the Preben Graveyard Committee, you should first consult the Heritage Council's free document entitled Guidance for the Care, Conservation and Recording of Historic Graveyards, which is available to download at www.heritagecouncil.ie. This will provide you with the do's and don'ts when it comes to these fragile and sensitive locations. Local groups should always seek out archaeological advice and support before commencing any such activities. This podcast would not have been created without the encouragement and support of Yvonne Whitty. The series was co-funded by Wicklow County Council and the Heritage Council for Heritage Week and it forms a part of Wicklow's 2020 Community Heritage Project programme. We wish to extend a particular note of thanks to Wicklow Heritage Officer Deirdre Burns for her support, advice and input. This series was created and produced by Finn DeWire and Damien Shields. Thanks to Jason Looney on sound and Aidan Crow for additional narrations. The central component of the series were the members of the local community, the historians and the archaeologists who agreed to be interviewed for it. We wish to thank Jack Lynch, Jim Reese, Helen Byrne, Paddy O'Toole, Father Jim Hamill, Joe Kelly, the late Maura Carty, Dr Louise Nugent, Chris Corlett and Devon Whitty for adding their voices to stories from a living graveyard. We also would wish to acknowledge the support and assistance of Bridget and Pat Kennedy, Fiona Whitty and Rector Ruth Elms during the recording process. As always, thanks to you for listening. I would like to echo Damien's words and just thank the Heritage Office of Wicklow County Council who, as part of their Heritage Plan, have supported the Prebent Graveyard Committee in their efforts. In the week after next the show returns to a very different part of our history. Until then, Sloan.